You're going to do more of a, like a sultry hello for the uncut. Oh, okay. Should I? I don't know. I'm unable to. All right, let's do that again. Ready? <clears throat> hello. Well, that is sultry. That is. <laughs> <laughs> I channeled Gretel as best that I could. That was the perfect um, uncut hello. I'm glad you liked it. Are you going to do one or are you just going to uh, have me no, do I it? No, I can't do it. I'm just going to let you do it. Uh, oh. I mean, you just, well, you nailed that This is that entrapment. One. It is. And um, not really anything you can do about it. <laughs> Damn it. We Actually, there's a here. lot I can do about it. We cause... can sit here. We can argue back and forth. You can stay. I'm the one that edits the podcast. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's true. But I can do whatever I day, want. I know that you have a husband and children in the rest of the house that are going to want you back eventually. God damn it. All right, let's just stick with that then. Hello and welcome back to Jason. Uh, wait, I just put my name first. <laughs> welcome back mm-hmm. to Marianne and Jace to the Diary Room. I am Jace. I'm Marianne. Hello. And, and- <laughs> I am happy that the psychologist is on tonight's episode of oh. Uncut. Oh, Always yes. Always just... Last week they had Andy as their guest. This week, um, not Shana. It is. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were gonna have Shana on. Did they only have Andy on because she's a sexual person? I guess. I mean, I guess we'll see in future who else they have on. But mm. um, yeah, I suppose there was a lot of they used a lot of footage of Andy. Yeah. Yeah. True. And that's like Oop. they could only really use Andy in the uncut episodes. <laughs> So this time we have clinical psychologist Fran. Fran. Great name. Gretel starts by asking, now Fran, can you see anyone who is about to have sex in the house? (laughs) Gretel's questions in this episode are so unhinged. Oh my god, she's going off the chain. It's like the producers were really like, okay, no one's had sex yet. Let's try and ramp up the psychologist. And the psychologist, she has the perfect psychologist tone. Where she's just mm-hmm. like, yeah. And um, <laughs> she's, I thought about doing like, the voice. And, Go try. Yeah, you're the voice actor. You're the voice actor. Okay, I was, she's like, no, not yet, Gretel. Uh, I think it's important to notice. Like, she's very measured. It's and, very clinical. But like, yes. yeah. In a way that I like. I trust it. Yeah, I liked it too. And she really reels in, like... You can see that the producers are obviously trying to get, like, a scandalous soundbite. And Mm -hmm. she's just like, no. (laughs) She's giving them absolutely nothing, and I love it. She's saying there's no, not yet, there's no signs of anyone about to explode from horniness. And I think it's so funny that it's her job to watch all the uncut scenes. Yeah. Like, she's getting paid to watch people do this. Yeah. We're doing it for free. (laughs) Mmm... We're literally paying to do it, if you think about it, with the hosting of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the first clip that they cut to that I've got written down here is Ben dry humping Gemma in bed while Blair cheers him on and smacks his ass. Oh, uh, yeah, they love comical dry humping. They really do. Uh, especially 
Blair seems to love it when the dudes do it. There's a whole scene that they do later on where all the guys are wrestling. <laughs> and oh my it's god, very, yes. It's very funny. Did you write down the quote from Gretel about Ben? Uh, when the dry humping's going on or later? Because I can't remember. I'm not really sure where it's. It's in the. It's two minutes. I've written down the timestamp. It's two minutes into the episode. Um, I didn't write it down, so you, uh, I say you've got it. Gretel says, he's not only large and white like a fridge, he sometimes acts like one, sitting quietly in the corner, slowly warming up, till his sensitive sexual thermostat cuts in, and boom. <laughs> I'm never going to look at my fridge the same way again. <laughs> immediately, I didn't know fridges were like that. Immediately, you're out of the... Um, the mood, which is not yeah. only is he large and white, like a fridge, you couldn't think of anything else. You can say like maybe he's like a kettle and he's like ready to go off. That makes more sense. I don't know. Like he's slowly boiling. A fridge feels less sentient to me than a kettle does, even though they obviously are the same. Like they're both inanimate ob- objects, but a fridge feels. Less the purpose of sentient. a kettle is to warm up and then yeah, burst. and boil. The purpose of what fridge is slowly warming up, <laughs> like slowly guess... warming up until we realize and take it to the chip. <laughs> no longer keeping my cans of coke cold. Oh great! <laughs> like, oh, I gotta go and buy another fucking fridge. Then it cuts to our fridgy school captain friend looking through that magazine and just frothing over a model. Like every time he turns a page, he's like, oh, another one. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, look. She's hot as no Danish bird. Oh, yeah. This bird, she is very jerked. Very jerked. Look at her. Look at her. You are so hot. Look at her. Oh, yeah. And again. Oh, Jota. Have a look at that. Oh, and one more. <laughs> I'm just going to the toilet for a minute, guys. That's very good, is it? Oh, is he done? Yep, that is a man who has been deprived from his Playboys for a little bit too long. Can you imagine him when Zoo Magazine came around? He would have been so happy. <laughs> Especially... Zoo magazine you can just buy um, at the servo. Mm-hmm. It was just like in the magazine rack, like it wasn't like behind the counter. Yeah, you could buy it like at Coles and stuff. Anyone? <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> very oh, easy God. access. We had like a stack of zoos. You know, my divorced dad bear apartment. There was just a stack <laughs> of zoos in there. They were my dad's. They were my teenage brothers, but they were just like <laughs> everywhere. I knew a guy in high school who collected zoo magazines and when we all found out, we started picking on him and he was telling us that he collected them because he liked the funny stories in them. Yeah, of course. I only read Playboy for the articles. Obviously. Why why else? Where else am I going to get a funny story (laughs) than a funny little anecdote? The internet? I don't think so. 
I will say about this season, there is way too many weird convos about men being hit on by gay guys. Oh, yeah, they had another one with Ben, yeah. Because Ben's talking about how he was out along George Street and he got hit on by this guy and then when he's like, no, I'm engaged, the guy turned to his friend that he was with and was like, what about you? Do you come here often? And it's just weird. Like, straight guys love to talk about being hit on by gay guys. Oh, my God, yes. If they find out that a man is gay suddenly all of a sudden oh he was flirting with me he's into it like i'm sure he was one of my friend's exes was really bad for it like he would just be like oh gay men are always hitting on me and i'm just like i promise you they are not is it the one that i know yes it is not yes (laughs) guarantee you no absolutely not i feel like a lot of those in a lot of those instances, it's literally just a guy talking to you and because he's gay, all of a sudden the guys are like, oh, hold on. Yeah. It's fucked because they see them as predatory. It makes me really mad. Yeah. Which I have a lot to say about it that It suddenly goes on. from just being polite and friendly to like, oh, no, he's, yeah. Yeah. I'm being targeted. Like, I highly doubt, like, mm. anyway. Straight men are um, not Okay. If, if there are any straight men listening to this podcast, can you contact us and tell us if you're okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you right now you're not. So, <laughs> <laughs> If you have ever said, oh, a gay guys, gay guys love me, then you're not okay. <sighs> <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Hot button topic. The housemates are sitting around talking about whose dicks they've seen in oh, the house. Oh, yeah, in the house. Yeah. They're like, I've seen your. I haven't seen your dick. Oh, I've seen yours. Oh, yours is big. Oh, is it? Oh, it's not that big. Oh, yeah, Johnny's like, I'm blushing, I'm blushing. Like, oh, okay. Uh, and then they start talking about favorite positions. And Ben oh, says... I love this. Ben says it depends on his mood. And Gordon says, come on, make a call. She's a skanky blonde bitch. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, thanks, Gordon. Ready to bring the mood down. My favorite part is, yeah, so they finally push Ben, push Ben, push Ben to mm-hmm. give his favorite positions. And he's like, well, actually, I have three. I'm like, okay. And he goes, missionary, her on top, doggy. Which is just, like, the three basic standard, like, I just, I love when people push, they want to have this conversation about positions. And there's always, it's always just like, oh, missionary. Or, like, mm-hmm. to mix it up, just like, yeah, her on top. It's yeah. just, it gives me, like, such 22 Jump Street vibes when he's like, I'm talking missionary. <laughs> missionary. I'm, I'm talking missionary. missionary. I'm, I'm talking, talking the one where she's on the bottom and I'm on top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I find it really weird that, well, not weird, it's quite on track for Gordon, but his scenario that he gives Ben to try and get him to make a choice is that she's a skanky blonde bitch. Yeah, that approached him while he was like at a like he was outside of a club, like a bouncer. Like, okay, Gordon. Especially because Ben's just said, "Oh, I'm more of a mood man," and then so mm-hmm. Gordon's like, "Well, here's the scenario where it's just uh, <laughs> like." It's very much like those uh, the tweets that that people uh, make fun of, where it's like, "You see this woman, how do you approach?" <laughs> like. <laughs> You see this skanky blonde bitch. How do you open? This skanky blonde bitch approaches you outside the bar that you're. Which uh, position are you gonna fuck her in? <laughs> so bad. Sarah Marie says her favorite position is plain. 
Yeah, she's like, plane. And they're like, okay. And she's like, oh, doggy, because you don't have to do anything. Yep. <laughs> Pete's is bizarre. Yeah. He goes into great detail describing it. Pete says, I like when you put all your washing in the machine and put it on spin cycle and then you put her on top while it's shaking. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's so specific. It's like, how many times have you actually done that, Pete? How many times have you actually I done think... that? It's such like a 50s housewife cliche, like the shaking washing Yeah, that's how thing. they masturbate. They sit on top of the machine. Machines yeah. in 2001 and now are not like that anymore. Like, we're not like that. They no. don't shake as much as as back then. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what are you putting in there? Just like a load of sneakers. <laughs> The reason that he said that he likes doing it like that is because he likes watching titties shake. That is the only way that you can see a good titty shake, honestly. <laughs> like, if you try and do it any other way, it's not the same. Like, they have to really be, like, just vibrating around. <laughs> but we need the power of the washing machine, the spin cycle. And he also, he made it very clear that he was talking about the spin cycle. Yeah. And then Ben was like, oh, so it's a two-in-one. Like, you get your washing done and... <laughs> uh, Christina says she likes to be on top. And then Todd says the most disgusting thing I've ever heard a man say, but only because it's Todd. He's like, oh, this is going to be controversial or, you know, maybe a bit much, but I adore going down on girls. Oh, oh. He says adore. Okay. All right, hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the way that he frames it is like he's about to say something like obscene just <laughs> like, yeah ugh. oh my god also he gives like Gemma a hard time because Gemma's saying something about like how she saw someone's like dick and then she ended up not having sex with them like he wasn't gonna have sex yeah. with them and then Todd's like oh so you just like you had his dick in your face but that you weren't gonna have sex okay and she's like oh yeah. have you ever heard of foreplay <laughs> Yeah, she's like, heard of a hand job? Like, ever heard of foreplay? Yeah, ever, like, ever heard of, yeah, like, I'm allowed to, like, withdraw my consent at any time? He's like, well, if you've seen his dick, you must have had sex with him. It cuts back to Gretel, and she's still trying to ask the psychologist who she thinks is going to fuck. And it's like they told Gretel, please find out who is going to have sex and how we can tell they're about to have sex. We really need to know. Yeah, <laughs> she keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. Like the psychologist has already kind of shown that she's not she she's not going to play into that. Yeah. And to her credit, she really doesn't play into it. When they cut back to the house, Sarah Marie is showing Lisa and Christina how to do a lap dance. And Lisa just cannot stop giggling about it. I know. But Lisa's like, oh, wait, wait, show me again, show me again, show me again. She's like, oh, I want to learn how to do it. Can you show me again? Yeah. And then you remember that Lisa is by. And Christina says to Sarah Marie, you're like a walking Cleo magazine. <laughs> Which also is very 2001 of a sentence to say. Yeah. It's been referenced like a couple of times. Gemma's like, oh, you know when you read in the Cleo, like, um, sex advice section, like stuff like that. It must be that they're only allowed to have like Cleo magazines in there and that's why it's all on their brain. <laughs> Sponsored by Cleo. Sarah Marie ends up using Pete as a prop to demonstrate because Lisa's just losing her mind. She can't, she can't take it seriously. Yeah. So she's using Peter as a prop to demonstrate and then 
Peter does like a pose. He leans back and like has his arm out. And Sam Marie's like, no, just be yourself. You don't have to be a fucking asshole. And he's like, I'm trying to be Italian. I can't be Italian. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> what does that mean? I'm the trying to be Italian. Italian stereotype of being at the strip club all the time. <laughs> Look, when I think of a guy getting a strip club, I think of Italians. <laughs> He's Italian for sure. Close your eyes, picture this man. He's walking into a strip club. You pictured an Italian, didn't you? <laughs> it's so funny because Italian is so broad. <laughs> Oh, and Pete just loves that lap dance. He's loving it. Yeah, because then she was like, well, I'm not doing it. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and Christina's just losing her mind, like laughing. And she looks so cute. But yeah, I, I took I, a how many times can screenshot. I, say? I took a screenshot of all three of the girls laughing, like looking at Pete and laughing. <laughs> so we'll post that for sure. Yep, definitely. Gretel asks the psychologist if you can teach someone sexuality. And the psychologist is like, yeah, you can teach sexuality. And then I think Gretel brings up Sarah Marie's sexuality. And the psychologist says that Sarah Marie is comfortable with her sexuality, but uncomfortable emotionally and being, and with being emotionally vulnerable, which I picked up on as well. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take a psychologist to see that. <laughs> I think it's the first time that we actually see her doing the bum dance. As well. Yes, they mentioned the bum dance. They're like the infamous bum dance, but she hasn't. Yeah, we haven't seen it on the maybe, Daily Show yet. I don't know. Maybe no. it's because of the live stream that, like, it's in the forums or something. But it. and the bum dance is just her, like, sort of flicking her bum, her hips out, and smacking herself smacking. on the ass, but yep. not always smacking herself. Just... Which is, by the way, the way that my cousin's kids like my aunt's granddaughters um they make her do the bum dance like as a way to wave goodbye they won't oh my god or they get upset (laughs) (gasps) so instead of waving goodbye when they're driving away from the property everyone has to do the bum dance that even in 2022 yeah yeah 2022 that's amazing that is amazing they show a compilation of sam marie doing the bum dance but they also show Sam Marie's drinking trick. They call it her drinking trick. Oh my god. Yes. She goes and gets a bottle. Uh, is it beer? Or maybe one of the lemon ruskies? I, I can't thought remember. that it was going to be. So it's when she says she has a drinking trick to mm-hmm. do with her breasts. Yes. I thought she put the bottle in the middle and tipped it up. That's what I That's also what I thought. Was thinking. That's what I thought. But it's not. She can hold a bottle under her boob and pour it into someone's glass. But the impressive thing is, like, because I can do that too. Like, if I tried, I'm sure I could. But the impressive thing is her boobs still look really good while she does it. Yeah. Like, the bottle doesn't disappear underneath And that is on being 22 and having (laughs) giant but still perky breasts. (laughs) I don't think mine ever looked like that. Ever. I think mine were always just Sagtown, which is sad. It's genetic. (laughs) But I thought you said sad town. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Depressionville. Just, just, just really depressed tits. My boobs had a drinking uh, trick as well, but it's they had alcoholism because they were so sad. Um, yeah, 
that's yeah she pours it into Todd's glass from underneath her boobs and they still look really good and we can't show you unfortunately because everywhere that we post our clips and our screenshots we can't show oh we might be able to put it on Twitter well yeah we could put it on Twitter we might put it on Twitter should we put some of the uncensored stuff on Twitter then yeah so um head to our Twitter just to see oh yeah we should probably tell you that we have a Twitter (laughs) I don't think we've ever mentioned it actually in the podcast episodes We've yes. got it in the description. It's in the description. We've got Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They're yes. all the same. It's TTDR pod. Yeah. Uh, so go there. We should probably start um, <laughs> mentioning that. Yeah, we have it. Uh, yeah, go and have a look. That's where we put all the screenshots. Every week we put screenshots up. Uh, twice a week we put a video up on the Instagram. And then TikTok we've got heaps of videos up. Yes, all our supporting media. So if we're talking about something, we're probably posting a photo of it. Yeah, photo, video, it's pretty good. Um, um, <laughs> I thought, so Gemma, there's like a bit in the show where Gemma is talking about how she thinks the cameramen and the producers are being really respectful of her yes. about how she doesn't want to show anything on camera. And the way mm-hmm. that she gets dressed, like, after she has a shower, you know, she wears the two pairs of underwear. So she showers yep. in a G-string and bra. And then she goes back into the bedroom and she opens the bedroom door into the corner. So she's sort of, like, hidden behind the... between the door and the wall. Yep. Um, to get changed. But there's a giant mirror And she's saying... Wall. Yeah, but she's saying that she doesn't think... She's noticed that the cameramen... Because they can... In this season, they can tell where the... Sorry, Jay. All right, mate. In this season, they can um, sort of tell where the cameramen are in the camera Yeah, because of the lights, like the red light on the cameras. Yeah, and she thinks that uh, they're not zooming in on her anymore. And she's like, yeah, that's really respectful. Then, of course, uncut, um, it cuts to just a montage of her getting changed, which, yeah, it felt so so gross. gross. Like, it was kind of like, yeah, you thought, bitch. Like, yeah, it felt so disgusting just because it came immediately after her being like, I feel like they're really respectful and they know that I'm not comfortable with this. So they're not filming me doing that. And then to show a whole montage of them doing exactly that. It's like. It's it's like they really wanted to show that they actually have the power and they can do whatever they want with your body. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was even, like, the voiceover of, like, you know, there's no way that you can hide in the Big Brother house. And it's like, oh Yeah. Don't like that at all. Yuck. And, like, I know they signed waivers and stuff, but I still don't like it when but you But the can... way they did it was so disgusting because they purposely it... juxtaposed it with, like, her saying, I'm so glad they're being respectful of me. And then mm-hmm. them being like, fuck you, here's a picture of you yeah. bending over in your underwear. It makes it so gross. Yeah. I, I Watching Uncut makes me wonder how people enjoy watching Uncut, because I really don't enjoy it. No, because there's not enough of them having adult conversations. Like, I, that's yeah. fine. But then the, yeah. the nudity that they cut in is literally always just them in the shower, them, like... Yeah. Like, private moments. Yeah. I don't like that. Just private, yeah, moments that, like, are obviously not adult. They're just private. Yeah, you're right. They're just private. They're not It's not sexy. Yeah, it's not sexy adult behavior. Like, it's just... And I think 
the people that find it sexy are people that find non-consent sexy sexy like yeah it's very like vote by peeping tom like mm-hmm. type don't like feeling. that whatsoever yeah they end up talking about how she wears two pairs of undies and lisa does as well apparently and the boys cannot let go of the fact they're like you gotta let it breathe how can't you how come you don't let it breathe and Gemma says probably the most iconic thing I've ever heard Gemma say is she says don't you worry about my muff mate yeah. <laughs> uh I just when men say you have to let it breathe it's like what yeah the fuck are you talking about yeah Gemma's like it's cotton like that's why you wear cotton yeah and it's a g-string like it's a cotton g-string it's not like she's wearing mm-hmm. yeah like a like i don't know pantaloons like or rock. something <laughs> yeah um gretel says something about Gemma. so about sarah marie she says would the boys in the house like that she has her boobs out all the time or would it be like that too much i don't want to see and the psychologist mm-hmm. is like um uh, probably both i guess i don't know mm but it's like a more uh, smart psychologist way of saying that. And then about Gemma, she says, just a question for the girls who are watching, as in like this question that she's asking is on behalf of the women of Australia. Would the boys in the house find her sexually attractive or would the perfection be a little off-putting? It's like, I'm sorry, yeah. she's not in there for like to turn the boys on. Yeah, like, okay, Shana, what's with that question? Yeah. And then the producer's like, well, obviously they find you attractive. Yeah. The, the the psychologist is even, she's like, well, I mean, she is attractive. Like, yeah. she is attractive. I like the psychologist. Mm-hmm. I don't like Dr. Bob. Who oh, God, we'll have... get to Dr. Bob. We are talking about flip-flopping. Not not really. We didn't really like Dr. Bob in the first, but, like, mm, yeah. He's sick of that, man. Whew. Before we get to Dr. Bob, because Dr. Bob is in the, uh, He's Saturday, in the Saturday, Saturday show. Yep. Yeah, we will get to our our dear friend, Dr. Bob. Johnny asks the question to the group, have you ever had an ugly penis? And then they start talking about all the penises that they don't like. And Sarah Marie says that she hates ones that are long and skinny. And then Todd says, like my vegetarian sausages, I can't eat them anymore. Okay, sure. Fellas, is it gay to eat vegetarian sausages because they (laughs) look like long skinny dicks? (laughs) Is it gay to make that connection? It is. Um, and then Lisa's like, I don't want any that are any thinner than this or longer than this or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, size queen. Like, she held up quite quite a girth as her minimum. But her finger could still touch. Oh, no, wait, that was Gemma. No, that was Gemma was like, I don't mind that. But Lisa's fingers had, I reckon, about two centimetres between them. And unless she has the shortest fingers known to man, that is quite a hefty hog. I, yeah. Oh God, when you actually... I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Jason, I'm really disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they're all doing, like, their hand measurements and stuff, mm. I'm, like, sitting there thinking, I don't really know how. Once I'm not looking at a penis, I could not mm-hmm. tell you how big it is. See, I don't think I care. Yeah. Well, I just have, like, no perception, like, uh, spatial awareness in... I could not tell you how big anything is, like... No, me either. It's just... Yeah. 
I would probably end up trying to like participate in that conversation and just saying something extremely like <laughs> like <laughs> like holding both hands up. Or, like, uh, it's like in the 40-year-old virgin. I think I mentioned this before in another uncut episode where he's like, the boobs, he's talking about boobs, and he's like, they feel like bags of sand. That'd be you. <laughs> There's certainly a size. <laughs> ben ends the conversation with a classic Ben line. He's like, what about scrotums? Are they important? <laughs> oh, Ben. Peter's being really fucking annoying. Uh, he's talking to Shana and it seems like that night that they were out talking about Gemma in the other episode about how they don't like Je- how Shana doesn't like Gemma. Yep. Peter leans in and kisses Shana straight on the mouth Ugh. and then starts talking shit about Chrissy. Shana's yeah. like, oh, careful, Christina's going to see you. And he like holds the rude finger up towards the house and is like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> What a fucking dog. Yeah. I know. He's awful. He's a horrible, horrible man. I know. I was... Just wanted to make mention of it because now I'm on my... uh, I'm starting... My anti-Todd campaign may be winding down, but my anti-Peter campaign is rearing up. Like, I'm ready to go. In defense of Todd, he (laughs) is just, like, he's, like, annoying on a real surface level. Yeah. Like... He's gross on a real surface level, but there's obviously some depth to him and some like emotional maturity. It's not not emotional maturity, but he understands people's emotions to an extent. He has his moments. Yeah. Peter, I do think he is aware of people's emotions, but I think he does use it in more of like a manipulative way. Yeah. Yep. I I think so. Pete's slimy. I don't like it. Makes me Yes, slimy is the word. Ugh. Makes yeah. my skin like, crawl. Todd is crusty. Pete is slimy. Yes. Blair talks about how... Well, they're all talking about how they... If they would or wouldn't have sex on TV. And Blair says that he won't have sex on TV because his dad said not to. And Ben's like, is that the only reason? And he's like, oh, well, nah. I mean, if I'd have to see how I went if if I, if I had the opportunity which to me sounded exactly like, yes, that's the only reason. Like, your dad said not to, so you're not going to. My daddy said no. So, <laughs> uh, I would have sex with you under the doona, but my dad said that I'm not allowed to. <laughs> okay, Blair. This begs the question, do you think you would do it? Mm. Like, go the whole way on Big Brother? Probably not. But then also, I make really stupid decisions. So, mm-hmm. like, snap decisions. Yeah, um, I like to say no, but you never really know. Yeah. Especially, like, because I'm bipolar too, and then so, like, one mm-hmm. of the symptoms that I can have is, like, hypersexualization, where I'm making sexual choices that I don't, ne- like, I don't necessarily say that I would regret all that, like, it's the wrong, but, like, I wouldn't ordinarily, in the right frame of mind, be yeah. making those decisions. So. I have been diagnosed with BPD so I'm in a very similar yeah I think uh, they have very similar symptoms <laughs> so <laughs> yeah I would say no ordinarily but if like especially in that sort of environment you don't have your like 
coping mechanisms. So I think it would be easy to slip into an altered state of mind. I also have a really hard trouble saying no to people. And I feel like if I was with someone who was like, wanted to, I would find it very, even if like they're not pressuring me, I would find it very difficult to be like, oh, I don't really want to. To be like disappointing them. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of not, not feeling like you can't say no, but like feeling like, I will disappoint this person if yes again yeah. not a healthy good thing to be feeling no but... no 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 but you never know like that's the thing also if I was drinking at that point at that point oh absolutely this question I, took I can a say really without a doubt dark this episode took like a dark turn for us where it's like <laughs> well I'm mentally ill so like probably I would feel <laughs> well if I was still participating in my uh, actively uh, participating in my alcoholism I definitely would. Um, I wouldn't want to, but I would. I would want people to like me. Uh, it's very unhealthy, but I think it's hard to say that you would or you wouldn't really in that situation. It's a such a high-pressure thing, and I think if I think it's easy to fool yourself into thinking that you can get away with uh, doing it undetected or at least a little more covertly. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, sure that they thought that they were – Christina and Peter thought that they were, like, slick doing the Duna thing. Mm. Because there is a scene in the uncut episode where, and they make Christina uncomfortable. It's like Gordon, Samarie, Peter, and Christina. And Peter and Christina are lying on one bed and Gordon and um, Samarie on the other. And they're saying, Gordon's saying, oh, you should just have sex in the house. Like, Mm -hmm. who's going to, like, find out? I would. Yeah, just do it. And then they're, like, showing her position in which they could do it. Christina, like, gets Mm -hmm. up and walks away from Peter because she's uncomfortable. And yeah. they just keep going. I feel like it's fine to talk about sex and sexual stuff if everyone in the room and the people that you're talking to in the conversation is okay with it. But if they're not, then, you know, give it a rest. Like, just don't. You make it yeah. uncomfortable. And they keep going until Christina's like, yeah, you're making me uncomfortable. Johnny's spooning with Peter at one point, And then Peter takes off his pants and then hops on top of Johnny. And then all the boys just start dry humping each other. Um, yeah, that is um, called raging hetero behavior. Um, <laughs> but like, Christ. yeah, okay. So Johnny's the one that's that's the predator in this house, except he's not the one taking his pants off and humping other people. Yeah, I've seen at this point almost all of the men dry humping someone against their will. By the way, mm-hmm. except Johnny. Because Johnny can't afford to do it because they're already no. judging him for being... Exactly. Exactly. And then they go through... Gretel asks the psychologist basically who she ships in the house. <laughs> the psychologist is kind of sitting there like... You can see in her head she's thinking, this is not my job. That's not what I'm here for. Yeah. And I agree. I want. I don't want to know who she wants to hook up. I want her opinion on Blair's weird gay aversion i want to know what she thinks let's get deep into this i want to talk about blair's raging heterosexuality and why he feels the need to constantly talk about it like that yeah assert his heterosexuality what Mm -hmm. is going on there fran let's discuss fran fran get in contact at ttdr pod everywhere please get in contact with us then all the housemates are having a conversation about the weirdest place they've ever had sex is it Todd that says in a radio station? Sorry, what? One of them says that the weirdest place they've ever had sex is in a radio station while they were on the air. Is that Was that Todd? 
Uh, I'm not sure. Why would was... he be doing that? I don't know. I don't like it because, that's, again, it's another forcing someone to be involved in your sexual relations that, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. And then Pete tells a story about a chef that he worked with and he makes a point of saying that he was a real queen. Oh, my <sighs> God. I am sick <sighs> of Peter's stories. And this one is just... Peter always seems to know a guy. Just tell us you read it in the fucking zoo magazine. Like, you didn't know a guy. But he says that he worked with a chef who was a real queen and he left work one day and then found a couple having sex on the bonnet of his car. Yeah. And he ran back into the restaurant going, Aah! Yeah, the high-pitched, like, mm. yeah. Let me tell you this. I don't believe that Peter's ever worked in a restaurant. He doesn't have the hospitality service industry deadness behind the eyes. He's got the I was spoon fed everything and I've never had to really work a day in my life look yeah. to him. But the story ends with the chef apparently driving off with the couple still having sex on the boot of the car. Yeah, <laughs> on the bottom of the car. He gets in the car, he's honking the horn, everyone else that's all the other restaurant staff are out there ooing and ahhing. Not even a good story. It's like, if you're going to lie it's about not. something, like... He, it seems like he just wanted to participate in the conversation because he was like, I don't have a weird place, but this one guy. Yeah. Do you have a weird place? Like, if you were in that house, would you have a story to tell in that conversation? Um, I don't know if it's weird, like a park. Mm, I've never done it in a park, but it seems like that's quite common. Not common, but, like, <laughs> as Every far as... Every Australian... <laughs> Everyone's had a route in a park, mate. Um, my weirdest is probably weird. I don't. I feel like mm, I feel like it tops uh, Todd's only because I wasn't involving people who didn't want to be involved in it. When I worked on at Club Med on Lindemann Island, I knew it was going to be Lindemann Island. Yeah, well, that six months is the only interesting six months of my life. So. <laughs> Uh, there was, we had a circus team and, uh, we'd put on circus shows and stuff and there was a trapeze. It had a big safety net underneath, obviously, because when you jump off or you fall off or whatever, that's, yeah, that's my weirdest place, I guess. I think that would win their, like, little competition. If I had a time machine, I would, <laughs> I would go back in time. Guess what, guys? And go on, Big Brother. <laughs> hey, Todd. Hey, Peter, shut up. <laughs> Your story sucks, dude. <laughs> now listen to this. Uh, that's the end. I that's all I've got for uncut. Yeah. Do you me have too. anything else? No. I just I found the overall attitude of this episode to be very uncomfortable. Yes, I also did not enjoy it. Gretel's pushing like just the it just yeah. More stories about Blair's. Uh, yeah, I found myself this episode being like, wow, I wish the guys would talk about masturbating more. <laughs> <laughs> that fun, innocent conversation. I don't think I'm the, I'm the target audience for Uncut. Yeah. Shall we move on to Saturday show? Let's get into Saturday. This is an interesting Saturday. So this Saturday they say that the last show, which we missed because we couldn't find it online, um, 
that they showed how much everyone loved Johnny, but then they do a little switcheroo, they flip, and they start talking about how much they don't like Johnny. Yes. Um, I think I mentioned in the earlier ones that I thought he had been called Johnny Rotten. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so this week uh, the media birthed Johnny mm-hmm. Rotten. We find a woman who looks like the principal from the School of Rock. She's in the Courier Mail editing room or whatever. Oh, my God. Yes. She holds up a newspaper and she's like, we did a story about Johnny calling him Johnny Rotten. I just, like, dragged on with that, too. I was like, you could have just had this as, like, ten seconds of her. She's, like, reading out the entire article. Oh, my God. And she has no, like... Personality. Yeah. Then Gretel says that Triple M have released, like, a Big Brother parody song about Johnny Rotten. Yes, calling him the kiss of death. And it's a really bad parody. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's just It just goes to show how quickly uh, public opinion can turn. Yes, and also how, how public opinion can be influenced by the media because I, it, I don't think it was until the newspapers started calling him Johnny Rotten and because Triple M and Channel 10? It's 10 that's airing Big Brother, yeah. Yeah. So Triple M and Channel 10 were kind of in cahoots with this whole Big Brother thing. So Yeah, I think it's the um, hand-holding was like Triple M, Channel 10, and I think it was the Herald Sun was the paper, the official paper. Mm. Yeah, so they have a lot of influence over who people like and what they publish seems to dictate a lot of public opinion. Yeah. So they have Shana on the Saturday show. Yes, she joins Gretel on the couch. Yeah. And she is wearing a camel, like, coloured coat that was the coat of my dreams in 2001. <laughs> Never got one. It's like that camel coloured coat with, like, the fur lining. That horrible looking fake fur. Yeah. It's like a 70s throwback, but, like, the disgusting as possible. You'd find it in, like, a, a Quicksilver or something? Yeah, like a Quicksilver or maybe like a Maya Junior section, like a slightly... Oh, Miss Shop. Miss Shop, yeah, slightly. Yes. Like the quick, like the surf shop would have the um, edgier, kind of like more rougher lining. And then Maya Miss Shop would have like the fluffier, softer, girlier version. Miss Shop is where I got the pair of um, zip-off jeans that I mentioned a couple of episodes ago. Gorgeous. <laughs> Gretel says that Todd's been getting a lot of hugs from Johnny and asks Shana what she thinks that means, and Shana says, that's the kiss of death. Okay. Not like you just like read that in the paper and now you're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you just literally saw it in the package that they showed where the Triple M song was calling him the kiss of death. She's like, you know what? I've just thought about something really insightful. <laughs> it, just, it just came to me. I will say here that I think everyone is right about Johnny uh, being a little bit two-faced and stuff, but it feels targeted when everyone's doing it. Like, because of his sexuality, to me, I think it feels yeah. like everyone's... Going I way harder at him. read an article that was like in the last couple of years it was sort of him reflecting on his time and he said mm-hmm. that he was so hated in his own community like the gay community oh. because they were saying that he had done like a poor representation of them like he'd set them back 
so sad. Yeah, but he, he didn't, didn't do, do that. that. It was the like obviously the yeah. But he said that that, yeah. that was the hardest part was that he came out obviously was not expecting the public to be so against him. But then in mm-hmm. his own community that they was that they had reacted like that, which is yeah, sad. That's so sad. Like And it said it took him years to build back up like a sense of trust etc because like he's really he was really involved like Mm -hmm. um, in the community in the community and then yeah that's so sad like because it feels to me like everyone is going extra hard at him for things that other people are also kind of doing yeah and i mean it feels we'll get to what dr bob says towards the end of the episode every time you say dr bob i get mad Shana says that no one has been nasty to her in the streets and stuff, which is very nice. I'm happy that no one's been outwardly nasty to her, but also it's very surprising to me. Yeah, she said, like, people are nice to her on the street, like, in her radio interviews and TV, TV interviews and stuff. Like, I thought that mm-hmm. they would be. And then they show a clip of her on Rove Live. Yeah. And Rove is bringing up Johnny. Yeah. But it's like, Shana was just in the house cracking it all week. And you want to talk about Johnny? you not want to talk about that? Or... Shana also says that 80% of the house think that Big Brother is their launching pad. They all think they're going to get I can't do fractions, but... She loves giving fractions out. She does. Whatever the percentage is for Blair. Um, and then that's <laughs> the yep. success rate. Exactly. He's the only one that kind of, <clears throat> I don't even, oh, he still is relevant, isn't he? Is he still on Home and Away now? He's still on he Home and Away. Now? He was yeah, on so he's still a few working. years ago. He was on Winners and Losers. Yeah, he's been that getting was on, pretty yeah. steady work. Not many roles, but the roles that he gets are long. Yeah, he's still recognisable. Like, he was a big deal, like, in the early 2000s yeah. on Neighbours and stuff. Yeah, he's he's the one I think people forget that he started on Big Brother. He's like the only one people uh, him and Fitzy from the later years, I think are the only two that people go, Oh, that's right, they're on Big Brother. Like yeah. they see them as their other profession first. Yeah. Shana says that she is glad that she had the dummy spit because she feels that it's something that she can change and learn from. Mm-hmm. And she didn't like what she saw and she didn't realise that you know, she's realised now that she can't just say that's just who I am and she's got to change to be a better person. And I thought that was very good of her to say, very mature of her to realise. Yeah, no, that was actually... Because um, initially she was saying, when she was in the house, she was like, no, nah, that's just who I am, this is just how I react. Mm-hmm. I react like a cut snake, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So it is it is nice when you see someone like actually Willing reflect to learn. on their... Yeah. yeah. There's a Sarah Marie, a Save Sarah Marie campaign, which seems to be a lot better than the Save Andy campaign because they've got flyers with numbers and information. And they're... It's not just a man standing on the side of the road with <laughs> Save Andy. Yeah, it actually seems like it might uh, actually do some good. Now, this is a well-organised campaign because they've got yes. the sisters and the girls from Dolls. the dollhouse um, doing publicity. I was mesmerized by one of those girls, by the way. The one that was, like, talking. The um, main girl? Yeah. Yes. Because they're all in bunny ears. And she was so cute. Yeah. She was very good at speaking. And she was talking about how Sarah Marie is, is so strong and so wonderful because she listens to, like, 37 girls' problems and helps them through things and 
all of that. And I could see that. You can definitely tell when Sarah Marie talks to someone, has yeah. deep and meaningfuls, especially with Christina, yeah. that Sarah Marie does take on that kind of mothering role. She's got experience. With, yes. One of the quotes that I liked in the Sarah Mar- Save Sarah Marie campaign that they said was, we don't want boring old Todd in there. That's right. Someone on the radio, because they had people in the radio, on the radio station. Oh, yeah, it was one of the guys on the radio. Yeah. Her, one of her sisters looks exactly Ex- like her. Exactly like her. Yep. Oh, my God. With darker like, hair. Yeah. And then later on, uh, And they Sarah talk Marie, the same. Yeah, they sound exactly the same. Later on, Sarah Marie does dye her hair brown, and I don't know how people would tell the two sisters apart after that happens. But yeah, they identical, identical. We also cross to that diary room replica chair, the wonderful, fantastic furniture, <laughs> uh, iconic chair, and we get more people's opinions on the housemates. And one, the only one that I wrote down was. A guy gets into the chair and he says that Ben should go because he has a bad haircut, is overweight and can't dance. Um, that's a strong opinion. Yeah, a strong opinion on on nothing. Like nothing. Yeah, a bad haircut. It's It's a hair. It's 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 just a. It's I don't just know how, a haircut. It's just very standard haircut. It's, it's yeah. like a military cut almost. Also, Ben isn't overweight. He's just built like Gretel said, a fridge. He's a rugby player. <laughs> yeah, he's not overweight. And he can't dance. Oh god. Oh the oh the humanity. Oh god. How dare he not be able to dance? That is a personal failing. Um, I actually was I was meaning to ask you this question. I'll ask you this now while I remember. Yep. Who do you think has the worst style in the house style as in like dress sense yeah oh hmm i haven't really noticed a lot of it i i'm trying to think now um i have an answer so while you think i'll just give you mine if that's okay uh ben yeah um a lot of hawaiian shirts and uh he dresses like a dad for sure Yeah. yeah yeah Gordon, I don't like, like, I don't like Gordon's, I don't like Todd's, but I see where the, what they're going for. Yeah. I respect the aesthetic. I'd chuck Blair in there as well, actually, with the bad sense. Yeah, okay, yeah, Blair's the shoes and the, um, yeah. the pant length. Yeah. I feel like he hasn't, he, at this point, hasn't found his sort of groove with yeah. fashion i think yep. with, i think with ben what's tipping me over the edge is that blue hawaiian shirt that he wears <laughs> yeah he loves that <laughs> shirt it's a lowe's special and he'll wear it with other prints like on the yeah. shot the board shots oh that's bad yeah um i didn't like shana's fashion sense oh the like baseball style tees yeah and the um hair thing the capris, the, yeah, the... The um, hair tie that she wears, it's like a scrunchie with a scarf on it, but it's like, it feels, mm-hmm. like it really dates her. I feel like it's, she looks like she's walked out of the 80s. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... I can see that other people, everyone else has a style, yep. but Ben and Blair don't have styles. Yeah. It's very yeah. straight guy. I think, 
uh, in Blair's case, that's whatever his mum buys him. And then in Ben's case, yeah. it's like whatever is at the shop. Like, yeah. in his size, yep. uh, for a good price. He's I like, feel yep. like Ben would have Simpsons, Silk Simpsons boxer shorts that have a hole in them that he hasn't replaced since he was, like, 14. Yes. I can say that with confidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon decides that he's doing 800 sit-ups. Oh. During the 40-hour famine challenge. Yes, which we've all seen home and away. We know what happens when you don't eat and then you exercise. It's not good for you. And then in that um, like little clip while they're showing him doing the sit-ups, mm-hmm. we see that he shaved his head in an even more bizarre <laughs> pattern. Yeah, because they show him doing his sit-ups. He goes up, he goes down, he goes up, he goes down, and then they show it from the back. He goes up, and you can see he's shaved this... It's like a quarter... If you put your head into quarters... If his head was a clock... Yeah. From 12 till 3, he's got shaved. Yeah. And still with a spiky bit on the side. So it's like where the fuzz is going in, he's left it, and then he's shaved that, like, quarter. So it's, like, down to the skin. (laughs) The close shave. Ah, look, they must be really bored in there. Um, Gemma is pulling another Marianne. Um, because mm-hmm. she doesn't feel well, but then she's like, feel my glands <laughs> and then making them look into and my throat. Look at my teeth. <laughs> Have a look at my teeth. <laughs> she's freaking out. Look, look, feel my glands. Yeah. And then look, uh. look, look. And she's like opening her mouth and she's like, see that? It's swollen. <laughs> and she's acting like, you know, in books or movies or tv shows when people resurrect loved ones that they miss that have died but then the loved one like the loved one comes back to life normally but then they slowly start to decompose again (laughs) that's what Gemma's like she's slowly falling apart (laughs) poor Gemma they finish their 40 hour charity eating disorder and they're all happy and then they can eat and that's that so yay Excellent. We don't have to fucking hear about it anymore. Thank God. Then they take to the streets and ask people's opinions. And the person who I don't know who it was, but they were doing a Vox Pop and like talking to people in the street. Then they go into an astrologer. They speak to an astrologer who says that she sees Sarah Marie and Gordon hooking up and Peter and Johnny. Yeah. She went one step further than us because I know we did everyone's... um star signs star signs in the first episode she has their moon signs somehow she's got their how charts did, like she's how does she do that <laughs> she's like calling up everyone's parents yeah. what time was your child born please where and when down to the minute i need to know she predicts ben to win because he's a double virgo or blair yep. and also says that lisa has a chance to win because she's uh she's a double sag yeah, not in this misogyny. <laughs> not happening. I was trying to say not in this economy about misogyny. Yeah, it didn't work. Did it land? <laughs> works, Did fine. it land? It it landed. I just I'm not I'm tired. <laughs> I know. I can um I can see Jace because Jace's webcam is working. My webcam's not working. <laughs> so I'm doing like a weird criminal minds thing where I'm just like watching Jace talk. <laughs> But I slowly I can see them like start to rub their eyes like a toddler as we get further hey. and further into. <laughs> <laughs> then they go back onto the stage and I 
didn't look it up. I meant to look it up, but Gretel brings on someone named Libby Gore and we're supposed to know who she is because she just keeps saying, oh, my friend Libby Gore. Oh, Libby Gore's coming. Libby, 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 Libby. And yeah, I'm, I didn't Google it either. I meant to Google it. I put three question marks next to her name. But anyway, she's apparently some fucking person who we're supposed to listen to her opinion. Gretel asks this Libby Gore person if they're, the girls who have been evicted are out because they're strong women. Uh, and Shana says, yeah, absolutely, actually. I think it's because we're strong women and people don't like strong women in the house and they don't want to see us and blah, blah, blah. And then Libby says, is it or is it because you're annoying? Yeah, she says, you can be annoying and not have breasts. And then Gretel goes, no, you can't. Yeah, and they're like, no, you can't be a woman and, and be annoying. No, you're Which, not allowed. It's such, like, a different Gretel to the Gretel that was in the uncut. Because the Gretel that was yeah. in the uncut was pushing this really misogynistic, like, awful vibe. And now this Gretel mm-hmm. is like... And it also feels more authentic the way that she's talking. Yeah. If, it feels like uncut, she's supposed to be naughty. Yeah, maybe I'm projecting that because I like Gretel and I want to like yeah. Gretel. But um, it was such... I couldn't line those two, like, opinions Gretel's up. up. Yeah. Um, sorry, just quickly, I googled Libby Gore, and she is an Australian broadcaster working in TV and radio. Okay, so she's just not really anyone, but we're supposed to listen to her opinion. Yeah. It was a weird segment, because it just felt like Libby was there just to be mean, and everyone just had to laugh. Yeah. Which, I don't like people whose whole thing is just being nasty. Yeah, because then Gretel goes on to say that she likes personality... Yeah. Much more than how beautiful someone is, because they was they were again saying that like Gemma is so boring. Mm-hmm. Shana was likening her to like a trinket, where it's like, oh, it's a beautiful trinket that I can look at for you know a couple of hours, but then I get bored. I want to move on to something more stimulating. Mm-hmm. Which is so unfair because what we've heard from Gemma has always been like so kind so kind and like insightful and like Gordon's harassing her and she's still being like nice nice even behind his back like she's saying oh he's frustrating me or like I win yeah if Gordon was acting he would never because of what I look like but if Gordon was acting with me the way that he acted with Gemma I would be such a bitch about him behind his back I'd be going to everyone being like this fucking freak won't leave me alone him and his fucking haircut like do you not freak. let this man dance with me. Yeah, I'd be like, can you please just fucking... And I wouldn't be calling him Flash, that's for damn sure. I would not be as nice as Gemma is being about it. But yeah, Libby and Shana keep going on about how, oh, real women, real women, real women. It's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is this idea of a real woman? It's just... And again, like, Shana is still blonde, pretty... And thin. thin. She... Shana seems Shana seems to think she's curvy. Shana, it's like Shana thinks she's Sarah Marie's size, and Sarah Marie isn't fat. But she's got curves, and Shana's going on about how oh I'm just, I'm real. I tell it like it is, and I'm I'm not stick thin. I've got curves. It's like oh actually love. <laughs> yeah, there's no one's dressing up as Shana wearing a pregnancy suit to the fucking eviction episodes. Yeah, exactly. Gretel asks who Shana would vote for. Shana says Gordon. Libby says Todd and Gordon. Oh, then Shana also says that she read in the paper and she thought this was um, oh, correct. Yeah. 
about Gordon, although his hair might be colourful, it can't disguise his beige personality. Which I love <laughs> saying that someone has a beige personality. Yeah. As beige as Shana's Beige. Jacket. It's so insulting. It's like you have a really beige aura. It's like, oh my god. I think another offensive one that I would be very offended if someone was like, your personality is like a bowl of porridge. I would be like, you fucking, you want to fucking go, mate? Like, that's offensive to me. <laughs> I'm going straight home to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Bob is back in the house, everyone. I hate this man. I also hate this man. He, first of all, has one of those annoying mouths where it looks like he doesn't have teeth. <laughs> Gretel says, Shana says being in the Big Brother house will be a life-changing experience for her. And Dr. Bob just says, unlikely. Unlikely. Like straight away. And then, and so then he Gretel's says, like, well, what? Go. Oh, God. Yeah, sorry. Please. I think I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to be too angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go then. He basically, he says that for something to be a life-changing experience, you, it needs to be trauma. You need to have trauma. It needs now, to be incredibly I, traumatic. Marianne and I both have not been shy about the fact that we both have suffered from trauma. (laughs) So I'm sure that we both had the same reaction when he said that, which was like, shut the fuck up. He says that you either need to have um, a lower level trauma that's been prolonged, so CPTSD, or a a large trauma that comes on suddenly. For something yep. to be a life-changing experience. Just the way he immediately said, unlikely. It's like, what the... F- yeah. What are you talking about? Like... Yeah. Oh, She's not saying also, like... Because he says to change your personality, it has to be traumatic. It's like, yeah, in a really negative yeah. way. It's obviously changed yeah. Shana already in a positive way. Or so she's yeah. saying. She didn't... Uh, oh, just the way that he fucking talks. Unlikely. Like unlikely. Unlikely. Oh, well, I think there's unlikely. You have to have trauma. Anyway, he's a fuckhead. He also says that... I have the exact oh. quote. Go on. I wonder if Johnny is wearing being gay as a protective shield. It's politically correct nowadays. <sighs> You're not allowed to say nasty things about gays or women or all sorts of groups. He... Oh, yeah. From day one, he's saying, look, I'm gay, so you can't pick on me. I thought that was quite manipulative. So this motherfucker, right, this motherfucker is, like, saying that the fact that Johnny is an out gay man and has been from the start is him being manipulative. That there is the myth that all queer people, especially gay men, are predatory. It's just... He's there saying, essentially, basically, that Johnny is a predator, he is manipulative, he is sneaky, he is using people because he is gay. Right there. That's what he fucking said. Such a disgusting thing to say. And especially when there is actual behavior that Johnny is exhibiting that you could say is manipulative, which is just him, yeah. like, you know, being a bit slimy, being like yeah. talking behind someone's back, blah, 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 which has absolutely nothing to do with his sexuality. No. And if anything, his, him being out has just made it harder for him in the house. He hasn't exactly. been immune to being picked on at all. Like, there's, like, one instance where he's working out, he's leading a group exercise, and then 
Blair, I think it's Blair, is like, oh, no wonder he's a Nance. Just, like, crap like that constantly. Like, all these microaggressions towards him. Mm-hmm. As soon as they're talking about men being attractive or the men, just the men being around, as soon as they're talking, like, it's just constant aggression towards, like, Johnny that he has to put up with. And then I think that he's dealt with, like, very pleasantly. Very well. Yeah. Like, I do not like Johnny as a person because of how he has acted towards people uh, being two-faced and especially with Christina. But the reason, I don't think that the reason that he is like that is because he's gay. I don't not like him because he's gay, which clearly Dr. Cuntface thinks that everything that's wrong with Johnny is because he's gay. Yeah. It just... It was just, it was absolutely just a great, it was so shocking as well because, yeah, he's like, yeah, the way that he said, I think that is very manipulative is so disgusting. And it's like, this man is the head of psychology at a university. And like, that is teaching people. Yeah. He's teaching people. Like that is so beyond like, oh. No wonder, like, there is a slew of like, it's so hard for like queer people to find like decent psychologists. Yeah. Yeah. And you could even see Gretel's face when he was saying that. She was like, um... Yeah. She didn't really know what to do. How do you push back against your expert witness? Like... It would be interesting to see if they bring him back and in what capacity, like... I hope they do. In the further Saturday shows. I can't believe that he thinks that Johnny is using being gay as a shield and be like you can't hurt me because if you do it but yeah it's because such classic, a dangerous way of thinking like the easiest way to not be bullied is to say that you're gay like especially in 2001 yeah. all johnny has suffered the whole time he's in the house has been people talking about how he's gay oh careful don't touch me mate you're gay you might get off on it like how has how has he been protected at all by his sexuality he hasn't no it's made yeah like we said it's like it's made his time in the house harder more unpleasant even from the women mm-hmm. being like oh you're not gay blah 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 like yeah ugh, he's had to and not even defend himself but like he just has to take it constantly every yeah. single episode every single episode yep. there's some sort of microaggression which means that like 24 7 there's like it would just be every day day in day out day in day mm-hmm. out like ugh. Because if he pushed back against it, then he's being the aggressive gay guy. Like, exactly. There's no way to win. He can't, and the, he can't win. And then for him to come out of the house and, like, be shunned like that, the way that he's saying that he was, like, it's... Uh, it is heartbreaking. It really is. And like I said, I'm not a fan of Johnny, but the way that he's being spoken about and treated is fucked up. And he doesn't deserve to be treated like that. No. He doesn't deserve to have some fucking shrink be like oh oh my god i hope his wife left him after (laughs) (laughs) well blair's like my wife at the risk of going home to a cold dinner why don't you make your own dinner no because he believes that men should not be attracted to men and women should be in the kitchen well yeah the way that he said um that like because of political correctness nowadays, you're not allowed to say nasty things about gays or women. Gays or women or all sorts of groups. Yeah. Oh, you know, these days you're not allowed to be fucking bigoted. It sucks, doesn't it? Like, this fucking... Political correctness gone. Which is just so, so funny. People 
now in the year 2022 is like political correctness like you can't say anything it's like they're saying it back in 2001 where you could say like whatever you want whatever you wanted you could say that a man was manipulative simply because he's attracted to other men and get no pushback on national tv You could go on national TV, dress like a fucking high school geography teacher who sweats too much and then, like, is on the bus and he has he's holding onto the fucking handrail and you've got Ugh. students sitting there having to look directly into his armpits. That's what he fucking looks like. And then he has the audacity to come on and be like, oh, Johnny's using his gayness as a shield, to mean, meaning that people can't pick on him or they're being homophobic. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Oh, God, I was so angry. After fairly chill, like I, th- I thought I was angry at the Libby <laughs> Gore stuff. Mm, yeah. And then Dr. Bob. Bring Libby back. We, we want Libby back. <laughs> Where is Fran? Get Fran out of here. He says that he thinks Sarah Marie is going to be evicted. Why does he think that? <laughs> mm, probably has nothing to do with his views on gays and women or all sorts of groups. Actually, um, Dr. Bob, you can't say you think Sarah Marie will go because um, you're not allowed to say anything against women these days. Oh, I hate this man. I hope he's dead now. Right, we should look him up. Find out. Just to bring it back up to a more lighthearted note, because yep, that's how it ends. They end the show with ads, basically, for events, Big Brother events that are happening all over the oh, country. Oh, yeah. So they've got, like... Big Brother eviction parties at pubs and pubs and stuff that you can go to and sit with people and watch the eviction parties. <gasps> oh my god! Is he dead? I'm so sorry. I just googled. No, it's so much worse. Oh no! Is he a sex offender? Yep. <gasps> yep. Okay. Oh. Care care to share with the class? <sighs> Big Brother psychologist Bob Montgomery abused four young Boy Scouts while he was a Sydney Scoutmaster in the 1960s. There we go. There we go. I didn't want to mention it before, but he definitely has that sort of aura. Fuck. No wonder he's so anti-gay. He must think that Uh, it's a sin because he's a a fucking pedo. Disgusting man. I hate that guy. Oh my god. Putrid. Whoa. Well, you got my live reaction to that. Whoa. Holy fuck. Oh my god. Did he get in trouble for it? Um he pled guilty. I am Yuck. He was sentenced to four years jail in New South Wales District Court. That is not enough time. How do you plead guilty to that and get four years? It was only He was only sentenced in 2020, December. Yeah. The Queensland government paid child sex predator Bob Montgomery to help protect children. Ugh. A celebrity psychologist now in jail for child sex offences was hired by the Queensland government for years to assess the risk of pedophiles to children in its care. ABC's background briefing has revealed Bob Montgomery was commissioned by Queensland's Department of Child Safety as an expert psychologist more than 20 times before he was jailed last year for mm-mm, boys back in the 1960s. A former child protection worker said case managers did not want to use Montgomery because his reports always returned a low risk to children, but he was one of the few experts in the field. What a cunt. 
Oh my god. He is also the brother of James Alwyn Montgomery, a fraudster, bigamist, and military imposter. Of course. It's in the family. Wow. So he wasn't he wasn't only on Big Brother, he was also on the biggest loser. What was the seventh biggest loser for? Oh god. He apparently once boasted to his newspaper to a newspaper, my IQ is actually beyond measure. Everything that is on the that is on the public record is not inconsistent with somebody who has significant psychopathy and who seemingly is fairly narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Oh my god. What a fucking twist. Good lord. Well, I hope they don't bring it back for any more episodes because I don't want to keep talking about this man. I don't even know what to say now to to close this out. Um just gonna uh, try and end on it. Here's a... one. Here's one. Um, Shana's nightshirt. That was her yep. uh, donation for charity. Um, so she had all the housemates sign it before she left. Sold yep. for seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars. That's not bad for a nightshirt from an unlikable person. Yeah, from the second week. Yeah, not bad. That's pretty good. I don't know how much Andy's because Andy donated the whips, mm. but they didn't say how much hers um sold for. Damn. Uh, well, I guess I'll just end with the um, the ads that they put. Uh, the one that I wrote down was that at one of the pubs there was a Blair lookalike contest. So, in two thousand and one, you could have gone down to the pub if you fancied yourself a little bit of a Blair lookalike and oh my God. won yourself a meat tray. You would have been milking that for sure, though. Oh, yeah. The amount of Blair fans, you go down to a Blair lookout contest and you look like Blair. Like Oh, you'd be getting some. Yeah. There was also uh, a Save Sarah Marie event at the strip club. Yes, I would have loved to have gone to that. Obviously, I was like 12 <laughs> or 13, but now as an adult, I probably still actually would have liked to go. <laughs> but... Um, I would have yeah. loved to go. I wish I had a time machine. (laughs) All right. Well, that's all for another episode of Marianne and Jace to the Diary Room. I'm sorry that this one was so depressing. Like, we thought we made it depressing by talking about how we both had trauma and bipolar and BPD. And then it just went through the floor. Fucking Bob had to one-up us, didn't he? He does like bragging. He does. I don't I don't even know what to say. Um, I'm going to go debrief by watching Criminal Minds. <laughs> <laughs> Big Brother, we'll get back to you. Oh, oh my God.